Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is the That's Facts podcast with Clamp and Cougar. First down third was pretty important um, to keep Colorado's momentum in that first half. Um, and then, of, co- of course, I think that came right off of Trevor Woods' interception. Yes. So even the returning Colorado guys um, were good. Uh, Jace Feely kicked every field goal. The Alejandro Mata transfer still is interesting to me. Um, Locker I'm, room guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man. I, am, I, I am still really confused why they pushed out their kicker to Utah. He was really good. He many and yeah. like I mean I mean obviously they replaced him with good talent, but that's still kind of yeah. weird. It's still weird to me. Um, by the way, Shiloh Sanders, he was interesting out he there. He didn't look great. He missed quite a few tackles and quite a few assignments and coverage. He finishes with ten tackles though, and nine of them were solo. So, I mean, he had an up and down day. It looks like, um, but watching live, he got burned quite a few times. I'm pretty sure on the 74 yard run for Amani Bailey, he ran right past Shiloh Sanders on a whiff. So, I um, mean, that's kind of who Shiloh's been, even at Jackson State. That he's just an okay guy. Like he's not right. He's not. Like he's not Shader. He's not Travis Hunter. He's not a star. Yeah. Um, but uh, rooting for him because yeah. you know. Um, it's got to be hard seeing your brother and your brother's best friend get all the all the accolades, and you're still out there as a starting player on the team, put up ten tackles. You'd probably feel like you should be getting talked about a little bit. But uh, as somebody that watched the game, maybe not. But um, anyways, I'm about ready to um, move on to next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can probably split this into two episodes, just because it's. Do you want to do that? Do you want to re-record right now? Like just yeah, right just now? yeah, okay. just. We do the intro. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the event. Well, do you just want to, like, ah, shit, we're here now. You guys know that this is two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I love saying right. you want to conclude that one and then jump into it. Who cares? All right. Well, we'll start with, we'll segue right where we left off uh, Nebraska at Colorado. Week two, big time matchup. Um, big noon kickoff is going to be back. Um, both teams gave you something really interesting last week. Um, Nebraska's offense was not good. Nebraska's offense was not good at all. But I think that that's something that's going to be a work in progress with Matt Rule, and I think it's going to be something that's going to look good as we get later in the season. Uh, with the guy like Jeff, uh, Jeff Sims at the helm running uh, Nebraska's offense and see how poor Colorado's rush defense is, it might not be a fun thing to stop for Colorado really yeah. at all. Mm-mm. Um so that's going to be a challenge in terms of keeping Nebraska's offense off the field, really, because um, I think that's going to be the biggest thing when you get to those third down situations. Can you get them off the field? Because that's how you really see these games get extended and you really see these guys get tired. You get to the third down marker and it's like, okay, let's get off the field, let's do our jobs. And then you see Jeff Sims escape, get a first down. It's like, oh my God, let's not do that again. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. How do you manage the emotions coming off of that? Because you know every person who's ever been in Boulder is going to be in Boulder on Saturday. Um, it's going to be like their national championship. It's going to be like they're going to have the parade and then play like another championship game after the parade on Saturday. So it's just how do you manage those emotions? How do you keep it on the field? And how do you beat a team that – you probably think that you're a hell of a lot better than right now. Um, 
how do how do you manage Travis Hunter's snaps going into the second week? I think that's going to be a thing that's really important. Um, you know, obviously we just talked about it, but um, what like that's that's a that's a lot on a guy against another power of Bob Dean in back to back weeks. Like how how do you manage that? Um, that's going to be important. Um, and then I think that it's another thing that Colorado's going to have to do is just continue to keep those other running backs involved. Um, continue to keep Hankerson involved, continue to keep Wilkerson involved. Um, because those guys, those guys are going to give you some really big runs throughout the course of this season. Um, Dylan Edwards will be the star of that group because he's just a, you know, a big time playmaker. You can put him in the slot. You can put him at running back on third, first and second down and be a big time playmaker. But it's going to be those guys that are going to give you those, uh, those short to medium uh, distance runs that are going to be really important um, throughout the season. So how do you manage them? And um, how do your fronts hold up against a team that I think it's going to be just as physical as y'all on Saturday? So I'm really interested to see this one, but I think I'd be a fool to pick against Colorado after what I just saw last Saturday. So I'm going to go with Colorado 31 to Nebraska's 29. Ooh, close. Oh. Yeah. Um, are you typing in the scores, Jackson? Or I can do it if it's easier for you. Um, all right. Um, just as uh, we just need someone doing it is really yeah, 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 I got just you. there. Um, so, so to Jackson's point. This is a $273 ticket at its lowest in Boulder, Colorado. God. This is the greatest. This is the best. Dion, it took him one week to make Colorado the best ticket in college football, um, except for maybe Bama, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be hard-pressed to say there would be a few people that say, I want to watch Colorado again. <laughs> <laughs> like, what we – it was not only a wi- the fact that they won; it was electric the way they yeah. played. It was fun, um, and Nebraska they played a slog fest conference game against a really good defensive coach um, on the road. All of a sudden, this is a really tough first two weeks for Nebraska, going on the road to Minnesota and then to Colorado. Um, yeah. Uh, I think Jeff Sims does bounce back against a weaker Colorado defense. I don't think Colorado's defense is as good as Minnesota's. Um, and I don't think it's even particularly close. The way PJ Flex yeah. always they, – they've always just got such a great defense over there. Um, and this was a game – I believe that was – yeah, it was tied. Um, Nebraska's coming down the field, and Jeff Sims throws a pick. Um Nebraska was at the Minnesota 46. They snapped the ball with 58 seconds left. They, they could have won this game. Um, they, were, they were also up 10 to three and then fumbled the ball at midfield um, with four minutes left. So, and then Minnesota got the tying touchdown and off the interception, they got the winning touchdown. They were just a couple of really stupid mistakes. Had they just punted on the possession, they fumbled. They win this game. I have no faith in Ethan. Kelly Kamanis, um, the Minnesota's quarterback. Exactly. Um, I have no faith in him going 80 yards to win them that game, but he had to go 50 and he did it. Um, so Matt Rule in Nebraska, they, they're coming off a really 
an emotional conference loss where they're like, oh no, we're Nebraska football all over again. Um, <laughs> no, we're Nebraska. <laughs> it's, it's Scott. This was a Scott Frost game. It was. Um, it was where you turn the where turnovers and stupid mistakes take away from the fact that you were the more talented football team all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm disappointed in Nebraska because it's a program I always root for. For a really weird reason, they were just one of the great teams when Washington was one of the great teams in the 90s. It's just kind of a aesthetic thing. Same with Florida State. I just think I, I always I, I just like the teams that used when, to be good. When they're great, college football is great. That's and also team. also their fan base deserves a good team, dude. Yeah, they show up every y'all every saw year. that volleyball game, right? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool stuff. They 90s. show up for all the sports. Mm-hmm. Um so but with that being said, I don't think this game – I'm not with Jackson on this game being close, man. Ugh. No, I am. I, I think it's with – I'll call it a 10-point game here. I just don't think that – but can they stop Colorado a little bit? I I think they have a better defense than TCU. This is a tough pick because this is a talented, talented Nebraska defense. Um, Very a defense that should have given up three points all game if really zero if they're off. I mean, all of Minnesota's points were off turnovers. Or no, their opening field goal, I guess, was their own drive. But, oh, man, Jeff Sims, I think I think he bounces back too. So, no, let me call – I'm going to call this a close one as well. I'm going to go Colorado – 28 Nebraska 21 Colorado wins by seven points. Seven. Okay. Okay. So I also believe in the Jeffsons. Jeff Sims bounce back. I think he has a talent. I think he's too talented to have another performance like he did against a good Minnesota defense. Um, I think the environment might have a little bit of an effect on it as well, though, because that Boulder is going to be insane. Jumping, yeah. yeah, especially under Prime's first game. But I also think Nebraska fans are going to show up too. They always do in Boulder. Yeah, yeah. There's always a sea of red in Boulder. I think it's going to be a little bit more even because of how big this game is. Um, I do, however, like Colorado too much to see Nebraska pull this off, especially with how talented Colorado's offense is. I think it can get past the Nebraska defense, even though that Nebraska defense is pretty talented. Give me Colorado in this one, 31-17. 31-17. By the way, a random game we'll never talk about again just because we did mention Minnesota. I think them at North Carolina is sneaky good. Drake May versus a good defense. Oh, they're, going, they're, going to, they're going to Chapel Hill? Yeah, they are. Um, that would be fun. I think, yeah, I think that's – Is it Saturday? Uh, yeah, it's the 16th. Oh, what? Oh, okay, the 16th. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not this Saturday, the ensuing one. Um, next up, Utah is at Baylor on ESPN. Uh, yeah. For example, tickets to this Power Five on Power Five game, they're still selling them for fourteen bucks. To be fair, the Baylor faithful are probably not very faithful at all right now. No, yeah, and which is why I don't think we should spend a ton of time on this game. I, wow, Baylor <laughs> guys. Did we I knew they were we bad, but... I, it, it, it's, we're still in the decade of the 2020s. 
You just went to the, the to the to the Sugar Bowl and won it in in twenty twenty one. You were you were just there. You were just in two years, guys. You have the same coach. Dave Aranda is still around. He's still kicking it. He's still bald, and he's still not having fun. Yeah, no, he's not having any fun anymore. Uh, he's a defensive guy. He has to be upset with what TJ Finley just did to his defense. Uh, I gotta say, shout out to TJ Finley. Yeah, he's fixed for a real. lot of stuff. Yeah. That, I was just about to say that. A lot of stuff that was an issue. Um, I'm excited to watch Texas State progress this season in the yeah, um, shout, out to, shout, out, shout out to Joey Hobart, Washington State legend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they've added some sneaky talent to that team through the portal, but with all, is, all due respect, think, they have no I business. Think Bo, I think Bo Corrales is at Texas State, former North Carolina wide receiver. If I'm not mistaken, he's there. Um, no well, catches I, versus Baylor, it looks like here. I do have Texas State money line in uh, <laughs> one of my parlays this week. So. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you. Go Bobcats. Go yeah, Bobcats. Is what's what? the name still had their coach? Still their head coach. Who's their head coach? It's not a it's not a God, what's Oh man. Um it's JG Kinney. Oh, or GJ Kinney. Not who I thought it was. Um it was a uh, who was it? Jake Spavital. That's who it was. That's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. I was I was at a loss for I knew that was here. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, so JG GJ Kinney um, was at Incarnate Word um, oh. working um, not with Eric Morris. He was Eric Morris's replacement at Incarnate Word, and they yeah. still went 12-2, and two, got the Texas yeah. State job. And his offense in week one looked like it worked, unlike Mr. Morris's um, Incarnate Word offense yeah. that he brought over to the Pac-12. Um, <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to J.G. Kenny and shout out to Lindsey Scott. Uh, Internet Award legend. Anyway, it's um, GGA, which is stupid. G- Just go by your name, dude. <laughs> Just go by your first name. GJ is all Gregory. Awful. Gregory James. Let's log in, buddy. Anyway, um, I've got Utah winning this one pretty convincingly. I've got 38 to uh, 21. Um,. I just don't like Baylor, dude. I'm like really upset with what they just showed me a week ago, and I just I that pissed me off. So I, and it's an early day game too. Like I just don't think that they really care that much. Give me, give me Utah by a ton. Yeah, Um, I mean, oh yeah, clap you go. Oh yeah, I mean, either I think we're both about to say pretty much the same thing. Um, Utah. Has no excuses to lose this game after what Baylor showed in week one. I think Baylor will play better than they did in week one. Um, Blake Shapin actually showed showed off a pretty good performance. And I mean, if you can't keep up with uh, if you can't keep up with Texas State, I mean, it doesn't really go a long way for you. Uh, but, but I do think Baylor's defense with Dave Aranda as their coach is really gonna try their best to show out. Oh, it's Gary Joe Kenny by the way. Gary yeah, Joe. Okay, 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 never mind. GJ GJ's fine, dude. Um <laughs> I'm gonna go Utah. You know, I think Utah um plays a little angry in this one. They've got and I don't think Baylor has that SEC talent Florida had to hold Utah at bay. So I'm gonna go Utah. I think they win by more than 20. Um I'm gonna go Utah um 38 to Baylor 14. I think they blow them out. That's a very fair assumption because I was gonna say uh, thirty-four-seven. I, I, 
34-17. I said that for the Colorado game. I'm not going to do that again. Give me um, give me 31 to 30. I, I think 31-21 is a fair assumption. I think in Waco it's going to be a little hard to blow them out. Um, because even though and like first game jitters are always a thing, for sure, for Baylor. I think second second game they're going to have a better game plan. I'm still going to go with Utah, though, and I think Baylor scores like a late touchdown to make us even closer. All right, so the next game is Oregon at Texas Tech, a game I was super excited for until Texas Tech had a nightmare loss to Wyoming. Wyoming, bro. Now, with with these teams, with these Big 12 teams specifically, I don't think it's panic button time yet. I don't think it's time to give up on either of these teams because I still think that they could be – Decent. Oh man, Baylor! I uh, Baylor man, I've Bay Baylor. I've I have a on. harder time with Texas I, Tech. I, I think I I'm know. done. I th- Texas Tech has a team there. There's something there. I just don't think they're done building it yet. I just don't think they're yeah. done building it yet. They've recruited well. They've shown. They've had some players on the roster show. Yeah, I'm pretty talented, but you go up 17 points. In Laramie, Wyoming, and you blew it. You lost. You lost. That's inexcusable. I mean, Wyoming fumbled that. twice in the first like five minutes of the game. Wyoming was not looking good, but slowly but surely, I mean Texas Tech. They so they miss a field goal at the half that would have put them up twenty to ten. They miss another field goal in the third quarter on a good Tyler Shuck drive. That one's blocked. They miss a third field goal in a row. Gino Garcia, you had yourself a heck of a game, man. Um, missing field goals, but at the end of the game, twenty to twenty, he converted a twenty-seven yarder to bring this game to overtime. But had this guy not missed field goals and had Tyler Shuck up seventeen to three, not thrown a boneheaded interception to set up a Wyoming touchdown, this is as bad as it gets. What the yeah, Red Raiders, was, what the Red Raiders yeah. did in Laramie, Wyoming, and in overtime, that was a fun overtime to watch. But I still don't know how that quarterback made that throw for Wyoming <laughs> on on no, on the yeah. fourth down. That is the yeah. most impressive throw I have seen in a very long time. Yeah, Andrew Peasley, he had a Utah weird, State legend. Yeah, he had a weird game, but at the end of the day, he comes out with a W in the win column, and you can't ask for anything more as a Wyoming fan. And for, yeah, really um, I feel like I feel like Wyoming's got to be a little excited for their team this year. Um, oh, yeah. They go seven. They win seven games last year. Um, they still weren't a team that could really compete in the against the teams like Fresno State and the teams like um, the other top team in the Mount, Boise State. Gosh, we just played them. Come on, Clamp. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Wyoming's competitive now with a couple of those tougher teams because. But again, this game was an anomaly because Texas Tech just, and that takes me to this game against Oregon. I think Texas Tech has a strong bounce back. Oh, I yeah. think I think they're a lot better than three missed field goals, a terrible shuck interception. Um, who was really sharp? Other than that, in the Wyoming game, by the way, Tyler Shuck was actually pretty good. No, he. I was. I was going to say he looked good. Yeah, um, but. Of course, like I said with Blake Shapen, you can't really, as the quarterback, <laughs> look good when you lose to a team you should not lose, have any business losing to. 
I think the Heat will get to Oregon early in this game. Um, in Lubbock, it's going to be hot. Um, oh, yeah. At um, Jones AT&T Stadium. Um, wow. Um, it's it's hard to pick this game. I, I'm picking Oregon, by the way. Um, I... I don't want to call it close and then have Oregon fans all over me because I because they win by 14 instead of 10. Um whatever. Give me Oregon 30 34 to 34 to 23. 34 to 23. Yeah, I like that. Um I'm going to go a little bit closer. I'm going to go a little bit more high scoring. Um because, yeah, I, I expect Texas Tech to bounce back. That's not what they are. I don't think that that's a, 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 a highlight of how their season will be. Um, that was not a good start. You can't just start your season like that and just expect to get passes now. But um, I don't think it'll be as bad as, as it looked. Um, I think Oregon's going to struggle with the heat, like you said. And I think it's going to be – I think it's just the team that, that – can compete with Oregon stylistically. It's going to be an easy go for Oregon. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to go Ducks 41, um, Texas Tech 38. I think it'll be close. I think Ooh. it'll be a. I think it'll be a challenge. But I just think Oregon's the better team. I think they run the ball much better. I huh. think. Um, I think Bo Nix is going to dart that Texas Tech secondary and uh, give me, give, yeah, give me the Ducks by three. Oh, so yeah. Um, I think, I, I also think it's going to be a Tech bounce back, but I also have a different reason. I mean, obviously we all know Tyler Shuck, former Oregon quarterback. I think he has a chip on his shoulder on this one. Um, I'm not going to say a Tech upset before people think I'm going that way I'm not I think Oregon's gonna win this game but I think it's gonna be like a three-point game four-point game kind of thing um both very talented offenses I am interested to see how Oregon's defense does when they actually face competition um before uh after literally gnawing off Portland State um taking off someone's ear I still can't get over that uh I I think Oregon does outlast Texas Tech and Lubbock, um, 38-34. Nice. All right. So I'm the only one that's got it being two scores. I, lo- I kind of like it. Um, I, I, we're going to have – there's going to be some fun at four, the 4 p.m. window. Um, an underrated part of that fun is Arizona going to play Mississippi State on the road at Davis Wade Stadium in Starkville. Um Last year, these teams met, and um, Mississippi State took it to Arizona. Um, Arizona went and had an opening drive touchdown. It was a <laughs> okay. Um, it was a pretty. That was the first like great atmosphere I saw at Arizona Stadium in years um, because they we thought they'd lose to San Diego State maybe, but they looked really good in that game. And we've seen since then San Diego State's a program that's not what they once were, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arizona wasn't as good as they looked that week, but Mississippi state's interesting. I mean, this isn't Mike Leach anymore. And I, I don't know what to think about Will Rogers team here. 
Um, Jaquavius Marks is a good running back. Um, he showed out in week one against the Southeastern Louisiana Lions. Um, not sure how much you can put into that. Um, but this would be a huge win for the Pac-12 on the road. Uh, and it would be a sign- the first real signature win of Jed Fish's career other than that one win at UCLA last year. That was pretty big for him. Um, oh, man. I think Arizona's going to win this game. Whoa. I think Arizona is going to beat Mississippi State by a score of 35-31. to 31. Jaden Delora has a great game, um, unfortunately. Um, I, I, this is a hard pick. Um, <laughs> That's ridiculous. Mississippi, I, I think Mississippi State's in a little bit of trouble here, though. Um, I don't and, disagree. Uh, um, Arizona will have to play a little bit of defense to win this game. I think they play just enough. Um, Daniel Humuli looked uh, like a better linebacker transfer to Arizona than Justin Flo did, which is really funny. Um, and I think if he performs well again and their corner, their corners looked good against um it was NAU, but that's the first time I've seen Arizona corners look good in any capacity. So um it was fun to watch. And I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and say they um say they repeat performance and they beat Mississippi State on the road in Starkville. 35-31. Man, hell no. Nah. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not even going to let that fly. I'm going to let you make your pick. You know, I'm going to be respectful of my co-host. I'm going to give him his time. Who won last year and who's winning so far this year? I won back-to-back to to start this damn thing. I don't want to hear anything. Wow, 2020, you picked five games, and I I got four of them. You got five. Congrats. Guess what? You got less than I did. Look, it's not my fault Johnny Wilson couldn't catch. (laughs) I still can't. Anyway, I just don't see that happening at all, man. Coming into Stark Vegas, gonna have to go up against those horrible cowbells. Um, True. I just, I still think that there is the. You didn't see it with Utah and Florida. You didn't see it with Colorado and TCU. But I really think you're going to see it with Arizona and Mississippi State. The physicality, it's just not there, I don't think, for Arizona. It's just not. Um, Now, they looked a lot better. They looked good last week. And they have consistently looked better under Jedfish. And like you said, this would be a huge opportunity to get that first signature win. I just don't think it happens, man. I, I, I just don't. I have a hard time. Maybe this is... An old school mentality, you know, you know, night game. But this is, I just, I, I can't. I have a really hard time. I just, I feel like I would be convincing myself because I want the Pac-12 to win a game, to pick them to win this game. I just don't think that they'll be able to keep up with them, and I think the humidity might like tilt over a few players just start throwing up and get gross I don't know <laughs> oh no, oh, the Arizona don't. sound effects 
Don't oh, yay the don't yay the young men throwing up, bro. That's bad. <laughs> when, um, I'm gonna go. <laughs> it's hot in Arizona. It dry heat, bro. It's dry. It's dry out. Bro, that wet, that wet, nasty Mississippi heat's gonna make you want to do some things to yourself. It would be seven thirty at night when the game kicks, bro. Clam, you haven't been out here, bro. You have not been. You in the have southeast. no idea how bad you the southeast heat no is. No idea, Clamp. It 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 will be. It'll probably be like eighty-ish something degrees on the temperature, but it'll feel like six hundred seventy. This feels like my little ass stadium moment, and I'm Utah right now. <laughs> like you just, they just don't want to believe in the Pac-12. That's fine. I've. Um, the Pac-12 won every game last week, and I picked them in 12 of them. I'm picking them every game this week. Wait, am I? I, I just don't believe. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Mississippi State 34 to Arizona's 25. Ugly ass score. Right, well, 35. While I think Arizona actually has a really good chance to win this game, and I would not be surprised if they did, I just don't see it. Yeah. I, I don't see Arizona going into Starkville and getting a win over Mississippi State, especially with um, how good of an environment it is. You know, I hate those cowbells to my I, – I, I will forever hate those cowbells to my grave. They're terrible. I, I, I always watch their games on mute because of it. I can't do it. Um, it's just not my thing. I'm sorry. Uh, but I don't hate this Mississippi State team. I think Marks, their running back, is very good. Um, I think Dylan Johnson leaving was kind of a blessing in disguise to unleash him. Uh, I think Will Rogers is a good quarterback, and I think this Mississippi State team kind of has a chip under their shoulder, especially with you know the unfortunate and likely situation. I think they are a team that's hungry. I think they're a team that wants to prove themselves. And I really think that um, that Mississippi State is going to win this game. So give me Mississippi State. And do we, do we do scores yet? Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, Mississippi State, I'm going to go 28 to 17. All right, 28-17, Mississippi State. We will continue on with UCLA at San Diego State. Don't want to take a ton of time on this one except for start, start Dante, please, to start him. If they start him, I've got 41-17 to 17 Bruins. Um, if they start Ethan Garber, I've got 29-13 to 13 San Diego State. I'm trolling. Um, okay. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Either way, either way, UCLA is going to win this game. So I'm just going to stick with. I'm going to. St- I'm going to be confident in the fact that they start Dante and just go ahead and then type out my 41 to 17 score because they're just better than San Diego State. San Diego State's not good. Um, they've looked really poor the last two weeks. Their offense is just really, really bad. Um, and I just. I think Layatu Layatu Latu is going to have a feast. If he can stay on side, dude, they had like six offsides penalties last week. That was crazy. Um, but UCLA, I think they'll clean it up. I think they'll start Dante. I think their offense will cruise. I think they'll be able to find a little bit of rhythm in their run game. Um, and I think they'll dominate this game, 41-17. So San Diego State's quarterback, Jalen Maiden, has shown some dual threat ability where he's been efficient with his passing and really nice with his running. But the issue here is who they've played and who they've come close to. Um, 
Idaho State and Ohio is ridiculous. And their next two games, uh, good luck. Um, UCLA and Oregon State, yikes. Um, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> um, UCLA is going to win this game by a lot. I'm upset this game CBS while so many fun games are on at the same time. Um, it's just a waste of a TV slot. Um, I will not be watching this football game <laughs> until well after it is um, it is over. Um, maybe I'll tune in if San Diego State, for whatever reason, has kept it close. Um, I want to see. I, I want to see big things out of Dante Moore, though. We we got the sample. Now we, um, you know, it's like a, the whole go, load, right? Yeah, you go to a. You go come, to on. A, come on, man. The ball, the ball you go to a like ice cream or a frozen yogurt place. You get those little tiny samples at the mall. You know, like that's what we've gotten from Dante. And but it was so good that now going and getting we're we're gonna go purchase the whole thing, like. That's what we're looking for here against San Diego State. I want a big Dante Moore game. I'm going to go UCLA 55 to San Diego State's um, 17. Yeah. Um, I I did. Okay. I think San Diego State might be one of the worst undefeated teams in the country. Um, mm-hmm. I hate – how bad their offense has been. It's it's just been a train wreck. They have a really good tight end, I will say. Um, I his last Redman. game turns to R and I Mark Redmond, Washington. Washington. Yes. 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 He has been very good so far and he's been kind of their main target. Take him away, and this offense is god awful. The I mean their their quarterback's done the best of what he can with that offense, but they don't have a run game. They don't have a pass game really besides him. Their defense is okay. It's nothing special. They are just I, I they are the definition of mid and not in a good way. Like 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 I don't even know how to like explain worse than mid, they're bad. No, they're bad. But like they're 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 only mid because they haven't lost a game yet. Um I think UCLA blows them out, especially if they start Dante. I think they still win if they start Garbers for some strange idiotic reason. But Give me uh, UCLA thirty-five to fourteen. Nice thirty-five to fourteen. Ooh, the next one's the first conference game. Yes. 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 Oh God, it's not a good one. No, it's the one we always get to start the season. It's Stanford USC. I'll let Jackson go first. Uh, Yeah, if you want. Um, I'm excited to see Ashton Daniels against a. Good football team. Just kind of see what it looks like. Probably won't be the prettiest, but you know, just to see it. Um, I'm excited to see Ben Urosik be the man he's always destined to be. Um, <clears throat> Casey Wilkins. <clears throat> all right, bro. Don't ruin, don't ruin my mood like that. Um. Anyway, I just, I mean, USC is just the better team. I don't really think that there's much to talk about. I am interested to see what Troy Franklin's, or not Troy Franklin, you're not the same guy. I'm sorry. Um, Troy Taylor. Um, very what, different what, guys. Very different guys. Um, what his game plan is going to be, just in terms of how they're going to throw off a conference opponent. Because he'd be dumb to just go out there and run their regular stuff, right? Like he, they're going to try and get a little gimmicky, try and mix it up, show USC some different looks, things that will make them uncomfortable. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see what they do in that regard and just kind of how long they can 
stay in the game. Um, but I, I don't think it'll be very long. I think it'll be um, a big USC day. So I'll go 40, let's go 55 to 21 USC. Well, yeah, that's a lot of points, but I don't blame you. Um, this could be a f- close first quarter. Um, Stanford's going to give the – I think Stanford's on the third tier in Pac-12 teams, and I think they're going to give the second tier, which I would say is like UCLA, Washington – no, they won't give Washington State too much trouble. Like yeah. UCLA, Arizona, they're going to give those teams that they're worse than some trouble because they play them at home. Um, I don't think they give you USC on the road any trouble. Um yeah. I hope to see them. I hope to see this game be competitive. It would be fun. But, tr- yeah, I, I agree with Jackson. Troy, you can't just David Shaw it and just run the ball every play to Casey Philkins. You have to You have to try. Um, I, I, that's what I want to see. I, I want to see – this feels weird to say. I just want to see Stanford try. Because <laughs> um, David Shaw would pretty often just not try, not try. Against, against teams that he knew he was worse than. Like, Washington-Stanford last year was the biggest snooze fest of the season because Stanford just simply did not try to win that game. Um, they never made an attempt. Um, yeah, give me uh, give me the Trojans. I'll say 45 because I think David Bailey will have his way with you, whichever USC tackle he's up against um, and maybe get to Caleb a couple times make him a little uncomfortable, but... Not enough to hold them to less than 45. Um, I'll go 45 to 24. USC wins by a clean 21. I probably agree. I mean, I again, I don't think this is going to be close. I think Ash and Daniels could show some sparks. I think Stanford's probably going to put up 20. Because the USC defense isn't great. And they could get garbage time points. Um, But overall... Not excited for this one. Probably not going to watch it, if I'm being honest. I'm going to be at the Oregon State game anyway. I'm probably not going to watch some of these games in general unless I get home late and they're still on. But, uh, like, it, it, I'd rather turn on this Auburn-Cal game than this game for sure because – Oh, man. USC is a 29-point favorite. Um, and I see why I don't think this game's going to be relatively close. Give me USC 48 to 21. Good pick. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of Auburn, Cal, here we are. Um, Cal is not too heavily favored to lose this game. And why? I couldn't tell you. In fact, the ESPN FPI will tell you that Cal is going to win this football game. All that. I'm not entirely sure I agree. Yeah, um, no. I, I don't at all. Auburn's got a cross-country travels, um, but that's really about all I have to say to give them any type of credit here. I don't even want to talk about this game. Jaden Ott needs to be early season Jaden Ott all game. Yeah, he needs to dominate this game. Um, Jeremiah Hunter and Taj Davis need to dominate Auburn corners. And whether it's Jackson or Finley – Cal's quarterback needs to perform at a pretty excellent level to um, beat Auburn, in my opinion. Because I don't think Cal's defense can really do too much 
even against, you know, a mediocre guy like Peyton Thorne, I think he'll look pretty good against Cal. Which um, hopefully, I hope that Auburn, for Auburn's sake, they start Robbie Ashford because Peyton Thorne is not good, bro. Yeah, we'll like, see. I'm, I'm about, I was Peyton Thorne true third in 2021. It's it's the year of our Lord, 2023. The opposite of the Baylor effect, bro. Let's, let's grow up. Yeah. He's done for. Well, yeah. Auburn, I mean, Peyton Thorne and Baylor are 2021 merchants. 2021 merchants. They're yeah. done. They're done for. And yeah, I'm gonna go with Auburn to win this game though. Uh this is gonna be an ugly one. Twenty six to twenty two. Twenty six to twenty two. That's hideous. Just as hideous as this matchup. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why anybody scheduled this, but uh they did. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't wanna watch this game. I'm glad it's back up after dark though. That's cool. Well, yeah. I'll watch it. It'll be fun. Oh, yeah, I guess. It'll be the one time I watch Cal when they don't play Washington, so might as yeah, well. I, if, I, if I get home from Bama, Texas at a reasonable time, I, I, this game. Oh, you're going to that? Yeah, I am. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be very fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, I man, Auburn's just a better team. Let's not overcomplicate this. Um, they're a better team, and I think that they will win pretty handily. Um, I'll go Auburn thirty-one to ten. Oh um, wow! Actually, let's go Auburn thirty-three to ten because I want to make it a little uglier. Actually, thirty-three to twelve, not ugly enough. Thirty-three to twelve. Um, I just I don't see Jay not having a ton of success against their front, and I don't think that they'll be able to open up enough lanes. Um, I just I don't I don't see it being this successful night for 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 the Golden Bears and so I've got all been thirty three to ten. Um, I do think sorry, 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 sorry. I do think Cal's gonna play a little better than that. Um, Auburn's not the most electric team in the world. They do have some talent for sure. I think this game's actually gonna be a little closer, but I do think Auburn is gonna cover. Um. I don't like uh, even after how we saw Ben Finley and how we saw this Cal offense put up 58. I don't think they're going to be able to do it again at the rest of the season for sure. Get really close to it unless Jaden Ott turns into prime Marshawn Lynch. Um, this Auburn team is more talented than people think, in my opinion. Um, yeah. that's all I really got, honestly, about this. I don't, I, I don't have much to say about this game. It's an ugly matchup. It's in a, I actually like that it's at night because if this game was at day, yes. nobody would hear about this at all. Um, God, uh, hey guys, did you a... hear that, uh, Auburn played today? Yeah. Did awesome. you guys hear that Auburn played Cal <laughs> in Berkeley? <laughs> <laughs> Who scheduled this? Um, give me Auburn. Um, oh God, give me Auburn thirty-one to seventeen. Yeah, probably a fair score. It's yeah. pretty fair. I I think Cal actually holds in there, um, and plays them to the end. I think Auburn's quarterback, whoever it is, turns the ball over a couple times, um, and it stays close. All right, next. Isn't it Peyton Thorn? If it's Thorne or Ashford, 
depending on who it is. I if Ashford starts, I could see Cal winning this. Well, nah. I think Ashford's better than Thorn personally. But really, yeah, I do. So next we've got oh gosh, Oklahoma State versus Arizona State. Talk about a warm game. Good lord. Oh man. <laughs> now two. Oh man. Um both of these teams really struggled with opponents they should not have struggled with in week one. Central Arkansas and Southern Utah. Be serious. The thing is though, both these teams being this bad will make this game fun. <laughs> yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard pick. Because Oklahoma State is they are no more talented than ASU. Yeah, I, I look, man. I this is a look, this is a this is a game of two teams that are about even talent. But this is a game of two teams that are in totally different places. Like um the talent that Oklahoma State has, it's 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 a solid team talent wise, but they're just not a great team. I just don't like. I don't. Oklahoma State's not good, bro. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of there's a lot of talent. There's and the state has. They're just a new team, so you don't know who they are, who they could be, and how they gel together. Which is why you saw them struggle so mightily with. Um, um, it is a home game for Arizona State. Hopefully, their students show up. Um, I can't confirm knowing that. Uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> never mind. Shout out to uh, shout out to our good friend uh, Forks. Yeah, can't guarantee any ASU um, fans will be there knowing what he's up to. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see Arizona State get on the field. Like I said, just for a full game. See them actually play some legit football, maybe, um, and see what it looks like. But Oklahoma State's better, um, so I'm I'm gonna go thirty-one to Arizona State's twenty twenty-eight. Snow, I don't believe that. Bro um, doesn't believe his own pick. I don't have some shame. Let's go 31 to 26. 31 26. Uh, uh, Oklahoma State. All right. Uh, that puts pressure on me because I want to pick the devil so bad and I'm just not sure I believe it. Oh, man. I, um, I, I don't at all, really. I. Look, of the new coaches in the Pac-12, I'd go one Dion, two Troy Taylor, three Dillingham. Um, Kenny Dillingham on both the recruiting trail and the uh, field has been by far the worst, really, um, of the three new hires. So it's hard for me to express confidence in him against a veteran coach. A veteran coach who I do not like, by the way, but – Scummy dude. Very, very scummy dude. Yeah, but a veteran coach who has been in the game for so long um, that 
I think he's been to enough. He's been on enough road non-conference trips to where Mike Gundy's got um. He'll have something for Kenny Dillingham's team here. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'll go Oklahoma State twenty to Arizona State's fourteen. I think this is a really ugly slugfest. Where where we as viewers will see that it's not even the defenses causing it. It's just his poor offensive production yeah. from both sides um, is what I see happening. I I am disgusted by the existence of this game, while at the same time, as a complete nerd of the Pac-12, am having fun getting yeah. ready to watch Jaden Rashada give this a shot against Oklahoma yeah. State. So, um, yeah, that's my pick, 20-14 to 14, um, Cowboys. So my theory is I think both of these teams are so awful, the home team is going to win this game. So I'm going to go with the Devils here. Um, I think Rashada could pull some magic here and um, lead a bad Arizona State team over a bad Oklahoma State team. Uh, I think Kenny Dillingham, I think they're going to have a hard-ass film session to make sure that they're not. They're like, okay, we're not that bad. We, we did not just almost be Southern Utah. Something bad's going on. They reveal they review their film. They fix some of the. They fix up some of their mistakes. Their rushing game should be a little better than that. Um, and I think Arizona State pulls out a tough one. I think um, Tempe starts off two and zero. I think I'm gonna go Arizona State twenty eight to twenty four. Twenty eight to twenty four. Um, yeah, Connor, I, I, know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm not even. I, I would honestly probably pick Arizona State too, just to do it. But I don't want to give Clamp any games this early in the season. We got too Did much pride. Pick- what? Well, you're giving me one. You're giving me one with Mississippi State, Arizona. So I said a uh, twenty-eight, twenty-four, Jackson. Oh shit! Well, just add ten points, bro. <laughs> just type plus ten, I guess you. Plus plus ten. Plus ten. I also uh, um, wait. Clamp is gonna try to pull the. Oh, I'm gonna get one game ahead with the Arizona thing. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna even that out real quick. With the the Arizona State pick. So you're saying Arizona's gonna win? I'm saying I'm I'm saying I'm gonna get one. I'm I'm saying I'm gonna tie you up and get the Mississippi State game right and the Arizona State game right. Oh, okay. So you're taking the lead, really, is what's happening here. Okay. Well, no, it'd still be tied up because we're getting tied up. No, he'd gain two games on me, and then he'd pass you with the Arizona State game. Oh no, I've seen the hot get the lead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Connor gets all this right. He's good. Good for the lead. Um, here's a game we are not gonna disagree on, and if you guys um do, then you're giving me a game. It's Washington versus Tulsa. Um, me and my score prediction is already up on my page. It was a. Uh, I want to say 63-17 was what I picked Washington by. Are they that bad? Tulsa's defense is ridiculously bad. bad. Um, They actually have some promise on on the offensive side, but this is a significantly worse defense than Boise State. I think we're going to see – we might even see Austin Mack in this game. Um, Whoa. Austin Mack minutes over Dylan Morris? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just think we'd put – I think we put Morrison in like a – 
um, you could lose this game if everything goes absolutely <laughs> wrong situation. And we might throw, like, um, for example, we threw Sam Heward in when he was QB3 when we were playing Arkansas State a couple years back. Like, uh-huh. um, yeah, so, like, a situation like that um, where mm-hmm. Austin Mack gets a couple throws in. Um, but the kid's 17. He reclassified. Maybe you just let him not play college football ever until he, until next year. Um, I mean, in Charles is 17. You saw how good he was. Right, yeah. And Austin Mack apparently has, in his reps against our starters and backups, has a, a, occasionally shown really, really good flashes um, mm-hmm. and also occasionally made some big-time mistakes, um, as you'd He's expect. He's a kid. Yeah, he, he's a child. I think when he enrolled, he was 16. Child is crazy. I mean, he is, bro. He's, he's literally a He's a child. He's a little boy. Like, I'm a grown man. I can call a 16-year-old slash 17-year-old a child. He is. Okay. I don't care. He's a very, very successful young man, but he's a child. <laughs> he's a kid. Um, anyways, anyway. here's what I want to see from Washington against Tulsa in a game that I will – probably not even watch because i'm gonna be at work um i'm just gonna watch the condensed game again but am i missing anything no no i don't think so Uh, the matchup predictor here on fpi is hating it says there's a five percent chance tulsa wins this game uh i've seen these be like 99 to like 0.01 before i don't know why this isn't one of those because tulsa's bad um this isn't gonna be fun um for Tulsa um yeah I think what I want to see from Washington though is uh I want to see a run game I want to see us with Will Nixon and Dylan Johnson be able to pound it in between the trenches successfully because if we're able to do that I really really think that adds such a dimension to this team that is missing right now um yeah, I, I I want Penix to get his stats because I want to I want to watch a Heisman race this season with one of my guys in it for the first time in my life as a Washington fan. Really, I've got a um, I've got a horse in the race here for the Heisman. Um, a lot of people would say 2016 Jake Browning, but not really. He wasn't. Not really. No, nah, he he didn't even go to New York. So I think Penix will be there if he's healthy all season. Um, I thought Penix very well could have been there last year, but the loss to ASU as as well as a couple inconsistent games, um, even some wins like Oregon state where he just didn't put up the numbers. Um, yeah. Even though I thought that 95 yard drive against Oregon state was a Heisman type of moment, um, where you put, put us over the top of a great football team at our place. So I don't know, but I, I'm getting off topic because I have nothing to say about Tulsa. I think the two storylines that are interesting right now for Washington are um, can you run the ball and who's cornerback number two? You have, I think you have to give Elijah Jackson and Davon Banks pretty equal reps here and come to a consensus by the time we play Michigan State. Um, and right now, Davon Banks seems to have a pretty strong grasp on that position. So, um yeah, give me Washington 63-17. We're going to win this game by a lot of points. Yeah, well, uh, Washington's a lot better. I've got Washington in my playoff at the end of the season, so they've got to win games like this by a wide margin, right? Or something like that. I think that's the rule that they made for the playoff. Um, 
also sucks. Washington's good. I'm excited to see them play again. Um, that's all I got. I've got Washington yeah. winning. Um, 54 to Tulsa's... 54 to Tulsa's 20. I have Washington 55-17. I mean, I don't really need to say more about this game. Yeah. And I hope hope we give Rome some sort of, like, direct snap play because he was talking earlier today about how Jalen McMillan gets all the cool Debo Samuel looks. Um, and and he's just a played old receiver. I hope we at least give Rome like a jet sweep or something, so we could have a little bit of fun out there. Because you know, um, seven catches for one thirty-two and a touchdown was just not enough for the plain old receiver Rome Dunze. So let's let's, um, let's give him something fun to do this game because we have nothing to lose except for the game. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next, we're, we're, we'll skip to Oregon State UC Davis here, even though it's later, because Washington yeah. State Wisconsin's pretty pre- premier here. Yes. So Connor, go right ahead. Uh, Oregon State UC Davis. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's UC Davis. Uh, we're not Cal. We don't have trouble with UC Davis. <laughs> True. Um, that was a crazy is- jab. This is it. Oh yeah. Don't, don't act like not you know. Jab. Like it's Cal. just true. <laughs> They, they, had, they had trouble with UC Davis last year. I don't care if it was sassy. It's the truth. This game's going to be sold out. Um, I'm going to be there. My first game as a student, I am very excited. We have new LED lights. We have a great team. We're going to dominate UC Davis, and it's not even going to be close. Give me Oregon State 66-7. Damn. Golly. I th- oh, man. I think, I, I think Aiden Childs plays a quarter and a half. Yeah, um, well, I'm right with you, Connor, in terms of this game not being competitive. Um, UC Davis is coming off a big-time win over TAMC. What even is that? Um, Texas A&M Commerce. Not even Corpus Christi? They couldn't even get the Corpus Christi game, bro. Texas A&M Commerce Lions. Another team called the Lions. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see um, DJ shred up their defense for a half and then um, enjoy his time on the bench there while watching the um, the kid, Aiden Childs, play. Um, the child. Look, he is a child, dude. He, he eats Frankless Franks. That's a that kid thing to do. You need to tell me when Aiden Childs is 20, he's going to be eating Frankless Franks still? Come on. No. Yeah. That's just ketchup, 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 and bun is crazy, bro. That's just a weird child thing, childish. We could call him Aiden, Aiden Childs. Aiden Child. <laughs> That's insane. Aiden Child. Child. No, um, he's a young, he's a young guy. I, that's all I'm saying. I, I mean, I mean, no disrespect whatsoever. Anyways, I'm gonna pick the game now. Um, Oregon State 59 because I'm not gonna pick them to score as much as us. <laughs> And uh, UC Davis, uh, 10. 59-10. Um, yeah, Oregon State's better than uh, UC Davis, I think, or something like that. Um, maybe they might be. I don't really know. Um, I've got Oregon State winning 60. No, I don't. I don't have them scoring 60. I have them scoring... 
I'm scoring 53. And I have UC Davis scoring six. 53 to six, Beavs. Mm-hmm. I also oh. think David Martinez is actually going to get the bulk of the touchdowns this game. I think we're going to like, I don't know. I don't, I mean, we could get a couple. I'm, I'm, I mean, I love a deep ball touchdown here and there, and I think it could happen, but I think this is going to be a Damian Martinez, like, 250-yard, 12-carry game. Three oh, touchdowns. Cool. That'd be fun. Yeah, Dame, Dame time. All right. Buff the staff sheet. Also, Jackson up here. Um, Pullman, Washington, Martin Stadium, sold-out crowd. Number 19, Wisconsin's coming to town to play on national TV on ABC. The Washington State Cougars are taking on Wisconsin. Can they beat the Badgers for the second year in a row? Short answer. Um, Washington State has improved as a team. Um, Washington State has gotten a lot better than what you saw in Madison a year ago. And I think the same thing can be said about Wisconsin. Um, no longer under Paul Christ, under uh, Luke Fickle. Um, I still do want to go back and watch the full game of Washington State. Um, I also want to go back and watch uh, what I can from Wisconsin. Um, Tanner Mordecai is a hell of a lot better than Craig Mertz was. Um, I, don't, I think that goes without saying. Tanner Mordecai is a really good quarterback, and he's been in college football for a little while. But um, he can really play. He can really go motor that keeps their offense running um, much deeper than what they were able to do last year when our, our defense really just out physical Braylon Allen and their offensive front. Um, I don't I think that this is going to be an offense that is multifaceted. It's not so much run the ball, run the ball, play action to the tight end, turn the ball over. Um, <laughs> that's actually what it was for Wisconsin off, offense under the last what Two seasons. I would say two, two seasons. seasons. It was it's, it's since really, I mean, twenty twenty one was all right, um, but twenty twenty was really or no, not twenty twenty. Nothing happened in twenty twenty. Twenty nine. Twenty nineteen is really the last time we saw Wisconsin be Wisconsin. Yeah, and when Jonathan I, Taylor was there. Yeah, and I think that they, I think that they'll get back to that under Luke Fickle. Um, but in Pullman. Prime time, ABC. Um, it, it, this is a, it's a sellout game. This is a setup to where you just don't want to play Washington State under these scenarios. This is one of those things where it's just a dangerous game, man. Um, I, I'm just, I'm really excited to see them play. Um, in week one, Tanner Mordecai did their two picks, um, and Ches Malusi was the was the premier back for Wisconsin, getting thirteen carries, going for one fifty. I was a big fan of Ches Malusi last year. I he I thought he played really well in our game. I thought he should have gotten more carries than he did, because um, I thought that he brought a speed aspect that Washington State's defense wasn't able to get horizontally with him. I think it's 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 one of those weird things where you think that you would just be able to you know, be bigger than the Pac-12 team. But that's really playing in Washington State's defensive strategy to just kind of run it up the middle. Um, so I think that they're going to have to be able to stretch the field a lot more than what they did in week one. Um, and I expect them to do that because I just – I think uh, Luke Fickle is too smart to kind of continue to do the same things that ran them into the mud a year ago. Um but still, Washington State has got to put a concerted effort into the rushing attack from Wisconsin. Um, last year, I want to say we held them under 200. Um, 
or close to it. Um, and it was just a dominating fashion, the way that the Cougs had um, almost eight men in on every single tackle. Um, I think a lot of those same things have to be implemented because I think that even, again, I think the secondary is even better for Washington State this year. I think they've got guys um, at every spot. Um, Shaw Smith-Wade is a true number one. Jaden Hicks is a true number one in safety. Sam Lockett is a veteran guy at safety. Kapina Gushikin's really good in the slot. Um, I think defensively, Washington State has all the makeup to repeat exactly what they did a year ago. Um now, again, like I said, being able to shut them down like that um, is going to be hard to do just because they're so big and they're so physical and they've still got really good running backs. But um, similarly to the way that um, the Washington State has six in the field this year, Wisconsin has to do that. They have to do that in this game to win it. So um, that's, that's that's the big key for Washington State's defense and Wisconsin offense. Um, go, flipping ends um, – like I just mentioned, Washington State has has really shown a concerted effort to get the ball down the field and get a lot of guys active. Nikhil Watson has to be more active on the ground, Clammy, at this point in our, I guess we can call it last episode. Um, it's really important for him to get going because he was a huge part in last year's game. He scored two touchdowns. Um, or did he just score one? I think he just scored the one one spinning off. No, he scored two because he had a rushing touchdown. He had that receiving touchdown where he spun off the tacklet, uh, which ended up being the game-winning touchdown. Uh, Mikhail Watson's got to be a big part of our game plan Saturday because he is one of those guys that can keep up with the physicality that Wisconsin's defense is going to bring. Um, I think the Cam Ward's going to have to continue to stay comfortable. I think the offensive line's going to have to continue to give him time because Wisconsin is a much better defensive front than anything the Colorado State's going to bring you. Um, Connor mentioned that uh, Cam looked very, very comfortable um, against Colorado State last week. He looked really, really comfortable in Ben Arbuckle's offense. And I think that's going to be a key um, to making this engine go as the game continues to go on. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think the Cougs can get it done, man. Um, I, it, of course, of course, there's a little bit of bias involved, but I think that anytime you see a team that was able to have success against the team the year prior, and they're going to be able to go home, they're going to be able to have that home field advantage, and they've gotten better. I think, obviously, like I said, both teams have gotten better, but and scored 20 more points than they did a year ago, and I think that they can do it comfortably because their offense is just so much better equipped to handle that. You cannot succeed against a, a defense like Wisconsin's going side to side all game. We shouldn't have won that game, just truthfully. They shouldn't have. Graham Mertz being as bad as he was really gave that game to us. And they're not and Tanner Mordecai's not going to give the game away. But Washington State's offense is much better equipped to take the game, which is why I've got the Cougs winning 38 to Wisconsin's 28. Um, Cougs win 10 points. All right. Um, what was that final score? I had 38 28. I, I 38 28. Gotcha. Oh, I've got a one score game here. Um, wow. This puts me in a position where I try either try to gain a game on you or I really believe in what I'm slightly leaning, which is Washington State because they're the home team. So, but and by the nature of the picks, I should pick 
who I really think is going to win, <laughs> which is Washington State. So here's me trying to convince myself that Wisconsin's going to win this game. Um, Tanner Mordecai is a huge upgraded quarterback. I mean, this guy is efficient. He did throw two interceptions in the opener, but it's it's an opener. They weren't impressive against Buffalo. I wish they were. Yeah, I mean, I'd feel pretty confident in picking Wisconsin, but I still I, I think oh man, I think the RB duo at Wisconsin and the and Luke Fickle coaches a heck of a game. See, I can't see I can't see Washington State scoring that much on a Luke Fickle defense, but I also have this strong feeling that Washington State's going to play their hearts out and really, really give the Badgers all they can handle. That being said, I'm going to pick a close Wisconsin win here, twenty-seven to twenty-six. The Cubs go for two two at the end of the game rather than kick the extra point. Cam Ward runs backwards to about the 25-yard line, nukes three guys out, but trips and falls on the third one. The game ends right there. (laughs) Sad part is I could see this happening. (laughs) I can just envision it. It's something that would happen. Like it's 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 not too far fetched. Um, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but um, something that was really important in last year's game. Graham Mertz never had a clean pocket. He was throwing no. everything outside of the numbers. Even like Wisconsin, with you know the the tradition that they've had of you know having big tight ends that can you know hurt you over the middle. Graham Mertz never had the opportunity to do that. Every throw that he made was outside of the numbers with a, a pass rusher in his chest. That's got to continue this year. That's got to continue. That's got to be something that we see from Mordecai because I think he's going to be able to adjust a lot better. Um, and so you just have to up the ante. You have to make it more uncomfortable against the better quarterback. So that's that's something that's going to be very valuable. You can go ahead, Connor. Yeah, so I was just going to say um... – if Tanner Mordecai impressed more in his debut, I would go with Wisconsin here. But I, I truly do think Washington State showed me enough uh, last week where I think that they could very possibly be a good Wisconsin team in Pullman. Um, I think this Washington State offense is ready. It's the best Washington State offense I've seen in a minute. And this, I'm not even like – Practical bias here. I think Washington State is a pretty underrated team right now, uh, especially with how not having Eric Morris as a as kind of like a blockade and how far their offense can go. Um, I think their defense needs to be on their top running game. I think they have the D line to do it. Um, I think they have a pretty good pass rush with Stone and Jackson still on the edges. Um, I think their secondary. Is gonna that this defense is gonna need to be on their top game. They cannot have a bad game here. This is the most important game of the season, in my opinion. Um, this is kind of like, a, and like I'm not saying this as like a like like best team they'll play this year because obviously they got the Apple Cup and they have other games down the road. This game is a big tell for what this season is gonna lead to. Yeah, Wisconsin traveling to Pullman. This game's gonna be sold out. It's gonna be a great atmosphere everything's on your plate Cougs. 
and you need to prove it. And I think they will. Give me um give me Wazoo thirty one to twenty eight. Thirty one twenty eight. Love Good it. Good amount of parody in our picks this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah, that's how it should be. This is going to be a really fun week. It's going to be I'm, really fun. I, I am so excited for this week. Happy to be able to learn a lot about a few of these teams. Oh, yeah. My team not really being one of them. I mean, we ain't really learning anything against Tulsa. But I mean, I I learned that I can actually trust a quarterback for once. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you've yeah. been through quite Chance a Chance no one today. has torn me through hell. Yeah, God, I'm just so I'm so excited, so excited for Sham Ward to shut up the the doubters. The doubter, the doubter. Yeah, only one now. Most people, especially after the Apple Cup, I kind of saw the media reaction yeah. to Cam Ward kind of be, "Hey, this guy's a playmaker." Yeah, I think once you get Washington fans to support a Cougar, that you're pretty much set. Mm-hmm. Well, this this game could not like, be any. This game couldn't be any worse scheduled for Washington State's TV sakes. This makes me so mad, bro. On ABC in prime time, it's the same time as Bama, Texas. And, you know, I can't watch it live. And nobody's going to really be watching it live because right. <sighs> it's going to be fun. Right. Anyway. It's a tough one. It's a yeah. tough time slot to be in. It's stupid. Um, Go well, Cougs. But yeah, like I feel like I feel like Cam Ward kind of doesn't really have haters anymore. <laughs> he has one. He's got one. He who shall not be named. We, I mean, we're not too far away from Oregon State, Washington State. We've got 17 days until Oregon yeah. State plays Washington State. That's it. That's yeah. it. It's oh my God, four. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I bet it's money on that game, Connor. Yeah, you bet more than money. Funny. I did. Yeah, I did. Oh yeah, it's more than money. Yeah. It's your both of your dignities. Um, we play Michigan State in like. Oh God, I bet with Logan too. Yeah, oh, not me really, though. I, I I would have bet Washington, but uh, you you didn't want to. Oh, Logan's gonna be unsufferable if I lose this. Yeah, you really can't afford to lose that one. Just like I really, really cannot afford to lose to Michigan State after all I've said about Michigan State football. We won't though, so we're we're not losing to Michigan State. <laughs> they're not good. No. What, what does Jet think of Michigan State, Connor? Uh, you think they're any better this year? He says uh, he's. I mean, he didn't really. He wasn't too impressed with the first game. Obviously, they came out pretty dull against a pretty bad Central Michigan team. Yeah. Um, he Seems is like excited. Is special. Yeah, he he doesn't like Mel Tucker. No, actually, I'm, he's fifty fifty on Mel Tucker because he hypes him up in the group chat, like like his like sends his pictures of it, like him smoking cigars and shit, and like yeah, and, and, and that kind of stuff. But like when I'm in the party chat with him, like talking about Michigan State football, football, he's like he's not the best coach, but he's a good media guy, so I support him. So I'm like, okay. He definitely brought back some swag to that program with his recruiting, and he he's just such a good change from uh oh man, what was his name? Um, Mike D'Antoni. Mike yeah, Mike D'Antoni. No, it's not no, Mike D'Antoni. No, it's not Mike D'Antoni. It's a basketball. It's the basketball coach. Yeah. Whoa. It might be Mike D'Antonio. It is. That's exactly what it is, Mike D'Antonio. Is his name Mike? Mark. Mark. Mark, yes. God. I was going to say, no way it's that close to Mike no. D'Antonio. No. Mark D'Antonio is still too close for two, pro, or two high-level sports. Pro yeah, players. I always thought they were related. 
Anyway. One, one thing Jed did say is, is that he misses Keon Coleman. Next week really sucks. Oh, my gosh. Next week is terrible. <laughs> Washington, Michigan State is the only thing that's, like, a thing at all. Guys, look at the Pac-12 schedule next week. Oh, my gosh. Fresno State ASU, I guess. Well, Fresno State's going to kill him. <laughs> Probably. Oh, man. We will talk about that horrible week next week. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Thank Hi. you guys for listening. Really appreciate you guys as always. Great fun. Go, 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 go Cougs. Go Beebs. And uh, roll Todd. Good night, folks. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>